The Bible says, By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark or a ship. Because God said, I'm going to destroy the whole world with a flood. And the Bible says that Noah was frightened. That word could be terrified. Noah was terrified when he heard that from God. And so God said, Noah, you have lived for me. You're loyal to me. In spite of all the pressures and the temptations you have, you're living a life for me. And I want to save you and your family. So I want you to start building a ship. And in the middle of all that, Noah began to preach. He warned people. He said, repent, come to God while you can. Come into the ark and be saved. It's going to come a terrible storm and an awful flood. Nobody believed him. They scoffed at him. Even the carpenters who were helping him build the ark, and he was paying them union wages. They, they didn't believe him. But eventually, the judgment began. One day, they were all laughing and talking and having their good time. And somebody said, look, go beyond them. There they could see a cloud, no bigger than a man's hand, but it kept growing. And it was getting blacker and darker. And they became frightened. And God is warning us in this generation that judgment is coming. The only bright spot in the horizon that I see is the coming again of Jesus Christ. It's not going to be in some peace conference. How many peace conferences have we held in the Middle East? Just in our lifetime. And so many of them are broken even before they sign them. It's the hope of the prophets that one day the Messiah was going to come, the Savior was going to come and save the world. In Isaiah 66, it tells that the Lord is coming with fire and chariots like a whirlwind to render his anger and fury. In the New Testament, there are so many passages that it would take me two or three hours to read them. For example, Christ said, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am there you may be also. And then just as he was ascending back to heaven after he had been here. Two angels, or two men, were dressed in white and they were standing there. And the scripture says, Ye men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, who is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. Yes, he's going to come again. And that's the hope of the world. I see no other hope. Now, when is that going to happen? I've been asked that question by newspaper people and television people on up and down for many years. Larry King and everybody else, they asked that question. When will Christ come? When is the Messiah coming if there is such a thing? And the scripture says, When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father holds in his hands. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, 
No, not even the angels in heaven, but my Father only. Jesus said he didn't even know the day himself. Only the Father knew. How will Christ come? For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. I'm looking forward to that wonderful day. And we're going to be taken to a, the greatest feast that's ever been given, food that you never even dreamed about, called the Marriage Supper of the Lamb. And we're going to see all the people through the ages that have believed in Jesus, who've put their trust and their confidence in Him. They're going to be there. And all the other people that didn't receive Him or ignored Him, turn their back on him, they're going to be outside, lost. The Bible says, prepare to meet thy God. Have you prepared? Are you sure that you're going to meet him? One city where we held a crusade in England, one of the ladies was out going door to door to invite people to attend it. And the first door she knocked on, a man who looked to be about 45 years of age came to the door. When she explained she was there to invite him to attend the meetings that we were holding, he said, I don't want to hear any of that. I don't believe in all that religion. Besides, I've got 20 more years to live, and I don't need any religion now. He closed the door. The woman went on up the street to visit other people. And then she walked back to her car a couple hours later, and she saw an ambulance outside that house. The man had died of a heart attack while she was visiting others. He thought he had many years yet to live, but the end of the world came for him that afternoon. And it can come to you at any time. You've come to this crusade tonight, probably expecting to live many more years, but you don't know. Don't put it off. You may not have another moment like tonight to receive Christ. You say, well, what do I have to do? Well, you see, Jesus, as my son said a moment ago, died on the cross for you. Every sin that you have ever committed, he took on that cross. They put nails in his hands and a spear in his side and nails through his feet and they pulled his beard till his face bled. And he suffered agony as few people have ever suffered. And he hung on that cross. And he said to those that were crucifying him, forgive them, they know not what they do. What love he had for people. Then he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and his spirit left him. There was a little girl who was going to visit her grandparents and she was flying alone on an airplane for the first time. Her mother had arranged for the child's grandfather to meet her at the airport when she arrived. And throughout the days of anticipation and preparation, the mother assured her daughter that she wouldn't have to worry because her grandfather would be there to meet her. When the mother put her daughter on the plane, a tear rolled down both their eyes and their cheeks when they said goodbye. The mother asked, are you scared? The little girl answered, a little, but whenever I get worried, I just think about who's going to be there to meet me.
and everything's all right. Jesus is going to be there to meet you when you go out into eternity. As believers in Him, our great hope is that no matter what happens in our world, Jesus is waiting there to meet us on the other side. At last night's youth meeting right here, an 82-year-old woman came forward. She said to the counselor, I'm 82. I'm near crippled. I'm not getting any better, and I'm going to be at the funeral home soon. It's time for me to make it right with God. What about you? You may be a young person or an older person. You may be African-American or you may be Native American or whatever you are. God is speaking to you. He loves you. He's willing to forgive you of all your sins and give you absolute assurance if you died you'd go to heaven. A young man wrote me a note on the back of an envelope saying the crusade had encouraged and inspired him to want a close relationship with God. Now that was here in Nashville a couple days ago. He wrote, thanks to the crusade, I've already gotten to lead four people to Christ. And God is giving you the same opportunity to receive Christ. You need to make a commitment tonight. You say, what do I have to do? First, you must repent of your sins. How do you do that? You just say, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm willing to change my way of life, but you'll have to help me. I just can't do it. I don't have the strength nor the energy or the ability to change my life. I've tried and failed. Please come and help me. He'll help you to repent. Then the second thing is you must come by faith to Jesus. Just give me Jesus. Someone has written in a book. That's all we need is just Jesus. You need to make a commitment to him right now. The very fact that you are here tonight indicates to me that God has spoken to you or spoken to someone else about you. They love you and they've invited you here. And on this last night of this glorious time we've had together, you have an opportunity to make a commitment.